welcome. My name is the Alpha Female, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa! G'day, manis. Bushwhacker, Luke here. 2015 Hall of Famer. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah! Whoa! This is pro wrestling's only modern-day Viking gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates, and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, fellas, uh, you guys have a great day. And and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) We've had 70-degree weather here. We really had a warm December. And I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're spitting snow. My name is Carl Carafel. And this is Turnbuckle Talk. Joined alongside OMD for this episode, Injuries and Legacies. First and foremost, this is going to come at the very beginning because I do not want to overshadow it at all. Owen Hart, we love you. We miss you. And we are so thankful for the legacy that you left for us with today being the day that you had passed away back in 1999. OMD, my friend, my brother, how are you doing? I am doing okay today, brother. Um, Long day at work, but always here to chat. Good chat about wrestling, and thank you, Basser. Good evening. Basser69 coming in. Thank you so much for popping in. We appreciate you. Anyone that is here that is watching, share us out to your friends. If you kind of like uh, what we're doing, if you're enjoying what we're doing, make sure that you pass it along and let other people know as well. Not just for us here with Turnbuckle Talk, but for all of the shows with our local establishment Bubba Duke thank you very much yes rest in peace Owen I'm wearing my Owen Hart t-shirt today from pro wrestling tees as from the pro wrestling crates beautiful so that we can honor this legacy tonight yes yes we will be talking about a little bit more uh legacies and a few others that have recently passed away as well as those who have become injured Not only from the WWE, but from other companies, including New Japan Professional Wrestling as well. There are a number of injuries that have happened. Mel Ball, thank you so much for coming in, Mel. Love you. Appreciate you. You know. Thank you, Mel. First and foremost, I want to talk a little bit about AEW. AEW has gone and decided that they are going to get some new trademarks filed for themselves. Okay. Now it's really interesting. These trademarks. Um, so we already knew about the new show that's coming out collision. Yes. So they have already, you know, they filed two new trademarks relating to the wrestling entertainment over the last week. The first one is being AEW Saturday collision, which yes. By God, I think we know now when the show is going to be happening. It's going to be on Saturdays. If this is true, AEW Saturday Collision. Yep. First and foremost, I want your thoughts here on 
AEW bringing in a third show only haven't been around for what the last five six years as a professional wrestling company i think four full as a pro company going back to not going back to or not going back and counting the original all in right Um, that was just a like thrown together type of thing that that happened yeah yeah um i'm gonna say about four years um now the problem i have with this is that it's cost them and I don't, I don't know if that's even the right term, but now dark and dark elevation are gone. Are they though? I believe so. They've, uh, they've, they're doing something else in those spots, or they've removed it, and they are going to use rampage for those. From what I am understanding. See, so okay, so I just have to I just have to interject here for a second. That makes absolutely no sense. Why are no. we going to be taking a program that is on a television station that's getting television ad revenue, that's getting all of this money coming in, and move it from Fridays to online YouTube? That makes no sense to me. No. No, they are going to move the dark and dark elevation into and use those on rampage gotcha okay that makes that makes better sense to me then yeah which i think okay so i think that that's a fantastic idea that's a really good thing to do i'm sorry mel if you're still here there you go less hat days more hair days So I think it's a fantastic idea. And why? Because now these people that were on dark and dark elevation who weren't really being seen. Right. Right. Are now going to be seen by those people that are watching the television program. I think that that is a fantastic idea. What are your, I do. I do too. I agree with it. Um, But again, I think it's, again of imitation is the sincerest form of flattery okay and i think they're just copying nxt because nxt was getting pushed up and then they went to the 2.0 which was then supposed to be a developmental style right which is now gone to this white and gold which is still carrying that developmental of 2.0 but trying to do it with the flash of the black and gold era. Okay. Yep. Um, now, if they're going to go to a two hour rampage, it's going to really, really cluster up the weekends because you've got SmackDown from eight until 10. Then you're going from to rampage from 10 until midnight. Right. But consider this. The next trademark that they have filed for is called Transfer Portal. Interesting. So what I'm kind of getting from this is that there could be an institution of some sort of brand split. Right. To happen, considering you now have Saturday Collision. Yes. You need to fill that show 
with competitors as well. So if we have this transfer portal, you can hear a lot more about portals on Paramindful. Check that out on the Paramindful YouTube channel. Transfer portal, which could be a way for them to allow movement of athletes from one brand to another. Right. Much similar to like college sports. Right. So transfer portal will allow for us to be able to take those from rampage or from the dark, dark elevation side of things and transfer them over to collision or transfer them from collision now over to, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Over the dynamite, which I think is a fantastic idea. And I really hope that this, this does happen it, because think of the possibilities now, man. It, it's, it's brilliant, but it's also interesting because they are filling up dynamite and rampage with ring of honor. And I realized that they do have honor club back up and running. Right. They are tele or they are doing TV tapings. But what are you going to do with Ring of Honor? So are you suggesting that what's going to happen with this transfer portal could simply be a transferring of talent from companies to companies? It could very well be. And I mean, you've already got enough of a cluster between the locker room right with ring of honor so i would love it if it was a brand split and you get certain wrestlers to one show now i don't want to see them go and do a talent exchange like we have seen in other companies right and have a wrestler show up on another show four times a year for six weeks right i and you know what i don't want to see that either once a year type of situation. Yes. The other thing I would like to see, the champions can go to both shows. Yeah, why not? And 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 you're not talking shows as in AEW and Ring of Honor, right? right. You're talking more between uh Rampage collision and dynamite absolutely okay good evening chris good to see you in here uh bubba is saying uh it would just be another raw and smackdown bs yeah you know what it, it very possibly could but okay so think about this for a second tony khan is a fan of professional wrestling just like omd just like me just like everyone that is in that chat they are fans of professional wrestling. Maybe they're just fans of me. I like to think that they're just fans of me, to be quite honest with you. But maybe they are fans of professional wrestling who have seen the BS that has happened with the brand splits, with the um, drafts that have happened within the WWE. And maybe, just maybe, Tony Khan has taken and learned from the bad that we have seen. Yeah, to make it good. So we need to give the man a little bit of benefit of the doubt. Oh, absolutely. And we need to give it a chance. 
Right. Right. If AEW does, in fact, opt for a brand split, it remains to be seen if they utilize the full draft, like a full draft, to really separate Dynamite and Collision rosters like the WWE has done. Right. With this um, transfer portal, I think that that we may not be seeing necessarily that brand split and then it's just that's who is there now and that's it yeah it could be that with this we we will be transferring certain yes. stars yes certain bubba says yes i i have hope that tony wouldn't let that happen like the wwe chris says do we see brand specific pay-per-views from AEW. I don't believe that we will. No, I don't believe so. I believe that AEW right now really doesn't, they don't have pay-per-views every single month, right? No. They've got like their, their kind of bigger shows that they claim for, you know, yep. like uh, like Rampage, and not not even Rampage, but more oh. just Dynamite, right? Yeah. They they when, do a special, bigger Dynamite, right? But not really making it a pay per view. So with them having less pay per views, I think it would be a a downfall for them to do brand specific pay per views. Absolutely, and I mean, we've discussed this ad nauseum: is the oversaturation of PLEs from WWE. Right. I think right. They, they need to go back to do six. Six regular PLEs and six from NXT. And then you can add in your special like Night of Champions from Saudi Arabia. You can add right. a special from India or Australia. You don't need to have 12 PLEs plus your specials plus your six NXTs. Very true. You really don't. Let's let, let's talk a little bit about PLEs right now. Yes, we're transitioning to the WWE for this one. While we really don't have very much information, it seems the WWE has been reaching out on the Twitter box to all of you. The WWE has tweeted out next Monday on hashtag WWE Raw. Who should be in the hashtag MITB qualifying matches? Tag your picks below. Uh, that is from the WWE Twitter page on May 23rd, 2023. WWE looking outside. While I know that it's going to mean absolutely nothing and that I'm sure that this uh, entire tournament has already been planned out, written yep. out, with the winner already in mind, we do know that plans can change. Absolutely. I've, I had heard previously three rather big names. One may be taking the summer off after this coming Saturday, which... Could be interesting, that being okay. the American Nightmare Cody. Okay. Um, I've also heard that maybe they give it to a certain Scottish warrior. Okay. 
but I'm going to go with my personal favorite. I know yours too. And go L.A. Knight. I could see L.A. Knight being a very good name and about damn time for him to have that. Joe, Big Joe, Mighty Joe, Corporate Joe, brother. Good evening, my friend. It's been too long. So while the WWE has announced that qualifying matches will be happening, we do know that this year's event will be taking place at the O2 Arena in London, England on July 1st. So that really isn't giving us a lot of time for qualifying matches. Now, are we going to be seeing as well a Raw Money in the Bank and a SmackDown Money in the Bank? Or are we going to be including, as we have done for this World Heavyweight Championship, both Raw and SmackDown to come together for this Money in the Bank? I believe it's going to be Raw and SmackDown coming together because you can only do so much. Because if you do a Raw and a SmackDown Money in the Bank, plus a Raw and a SmackDown Women's Money in the Bank, that's four ladder matches in one night, and that is oversaturation. Right. I know I we both agree. We both gotten upset with them bookending pay-per-views and starting it off with a world title match and ending it with a world title match in the past. Right. So it will be, I believe, both brands coming together for the match. So Chris is saying it sounds to me like the WWE is actually using social media to gauge what we fans want, which is actually kind of nice. And that's exactly why I said that even though they may have everything written out and planned right now, that could change depending on the number of voices that are heard for a specific superstar that maybe was not included in that writing absolutely you guys Um, see it and read it here right now i need to point this out mighty joe big joe is saying if cm punk comes back i'll come back on the show for at least one episode so everybody talk to whatever deity you believe in send it out to the universe do whatever you have to do if cm punk comes back We'll be getting Big Joe on the show. Yes, we got to get the band back together for that one. Um, Now, as Chris pointed out, you know, about gauging the fan interest and what they want, as you've mentioned as well, it hasn't really been done. And it brings me to a now PLE that I used to love, which was originally Taboo Tuesday or Cyber Sunday, where you vote on social media. Well, on their website and it was fantastic right i loved it cyber sunday was great i think i still have i think i may have on dvd still the taboo tuesday and maybe one or two cyber sundays nice i think so and bubba duke saying count me in on that one yes so it'll, it'll be very interesting to see who gets in and i wonder 
I don't have the time for it, but I'm sure there is someone that has the time that may be watching that Twitter page to see how many people, you know, kind of tag certain superstars. It'll be interesting yeah. to see if those superstars with the most amount of talk actually get put into this right. competition. I wonder if you see the return of uh, Damian Mizdow. I would love it. Yep. I would love it for sure. Let's go back to AEW for a moment here. AEW. Hey. Ed Fry's coming in. It's Carl and OMD. Must mean it's Tuesday and turnbuckle talk time. Yes, it damn well is. He's going to catch the VOD for this as he will be watching NXT Make sure you guys are sticking around to watch Taking Over with Ed and Astrid at roughly about 10.10 tonight on the Our Local Establishment page. Chris says, I remember one Taboo Tuesday where in the buildup, Ric Flair basically used his influence to help Hunter in the cage or get in the cage. Right. Right? Yep. They were so kind of off the wall and just, uh, just, yeah, organic. It, they were. It almost seemed very organic. I mean, right? you had you and you had guys that their contracts had expired, but they stayed. They showed up in their gear to honor the contract if they got chosen. Right. That would be really cool. Yeah. AEW saw a rise in viewership. Interesting. Not for Dynamite, as one may expect. But on Rampage. Which is wow. really interesting. This past Friday, saw Chris Jericho officially challenge Adam Cole to an unsanctioned match at Double or Nothing. Experienced a slight increase in viewership from the May 13th edition. As per WrestleNomics, Friday's episode saw an uptick in total viewers from... Uh, 284,000 to 293,000, <laughs> as well as its demographic ratings went up as well. Rampage was up 3% from last week. But when looking at the overall important demographic of the 18 to 49, it was actually up 28%. Wow. So... I'm hoping that AEW is taking notice of this. Yes. To realize that when you are having bigger stars on your Rampage episodes, that you are getting the bigger and better viewerships from the key demographic of the 18 to 49. Absolutely, but I am also wondering, and I have met, I admit I've missed Rampage the last couple of weeks, but it's due to the scheduling changes due right. to both the NHL and NBA playoffs, as yeah. well as my work schedule. True. So I know it's been moved to, I think it was Saturday night at 6.30 last week. Or it was the Friday night at 6.30. So you have to wonder if that time slot plays a factor. Because 
Now you're you're going to have these eighteen and nineteen year old kids, whether they're if they're Canadian, they're going to be wanting to go out and party or go to the bars wherever they may be from. Right. Twenty one in the U.S., so they're not going to want to sit at home to watch Rampage at nine o'clock when they can be getting ready to go out and party their drink or, on. Yeah, or going out and just living their best life, whether they're hanging out with friends and going to a movie. Right. So Joe, Joe is saying if there was ever a setup for a heel return, it's punk right now. If they have him come in as a baby face, though, it would be a mistake. And I fully agree. I think at this point, having punk come in as a baby, total mistake. He needs no. to come back in some sort of fashion as a heel. If he even comes back, if he does, I don't care. If he yeah. doesn't, I don't, I don't care. care. No, he's for me, he's worn out his welcome. He's cried his way out of WWE back in 2014. Came right. back seven years later and cried his way out again. So right. I hope the other fans take notice of this. They can bring him back as a baby and the fans can turn him like that. Possibly. So with Friday night's rampage, it also ranked 24th in terms of cable originals. Okay. Which is fantastic, which is up from the last time last week, which was only 46th. Wow. Which is very cool. So I just want to, I want to kind of give you a few of the names because we talked about the kind of maybe this star power for rampage, right? Right. So aside from Jericho and Cole, Rampage also saw the Blackpool Combat Club picking up a victory over the best friends in Bandito. Okay. Jade Cardkill, squash match, 36 seconds over Danny B. The acclaimed with uh, Billy Gunn defeated the varsity athletes. That was it. Mm-hmm. That was the show. Yeah. So having just those names, Combat Club, the Blackpool Combat Club, Jericho and Cole. Yep. Obviously has helped out. Chris is saying that's why programming blocks like TGIF on ABC was successful on Fridays. It was a block of programs geared to families and not the young party goers. Very true. Absolutely. Um, Joe was saying love him or hate him. CM Punk is still one of the biggest draws in wrestling you were very true with that he yeah. definitely is if he wasn't we wouldn't even be talking about him right now yeah exactly wouldn't even be talking about him you know what you know who i do want to talk about i want to talk about somebody who is iconic oh, we're going to be talking about peyton royce peyton royce is going to be returning to the ring before everybody gets all super excited it unfortunately will not be with a large company like the wwe aew impact or new japan professional wrestling she is actually going to be returning to a company in australia with the world wrestling or world series wrestling so, okay. yeah, yeah, Chris. Now, yeah, now she, she is coming back as Cassie Lee. Yes, she is coming back as Cassie Lee. Yes. 
Uh, Chris Best, yeah, I perk up at Peyton Royce as well. Yes. Uh, definitely 100%. That Sean Spears is one lucky SOB. Right? <laughs> so the former women's tag team champion will be returning to the ring later this year. Australia's World Series Wrestling promotion has confirmed that she will be part of their full throttle shows, pluralized in Melbourne, Adelaide, Perth, Brisbane, and Sydney in October. We do know that this is legitimate as she revealed on social media that she would be wrestling on the tour. She actually wrote, let's grapple at WSW Wrestling AUS with the words alongside a gif that says, I'm back in the game. I'm excited for this because this could mean we may see her back on our television screens at some point. If all of this goes well, very much so, she may get that itch back. And want a full yeah. return. I'm, I'm also wondering, because we've got another company heading to Australia very soon, much sooner than October, where she has been a former knockouts tag team champion. Right. When are they going there again? I believe either the end of june or early to mid july okay i can't remember the exact dates i can't remember either but they are going there so i mean i i wouldn't be surprised if if you know we kind of see her maybe backstage or maybe do like a small appearance type of thing yeah maybe um, sitting ringside possible. right um, yeah actually, even ringside because like, i actually i do remember and i'm going to touch on this it was uh at the AEW Rebellion pay-per-view. Right. And I just saw a clip of our buddy Chris Thorne from the CWF sitting yeah. on the entranceway. Right. That guy's hardcore. Yeah. Chris Thorne is hardcore. Much love and respect to that guy. Yes. You know what else is hardcore? Monday Night Raw. Or maybe, maybe the last hour of Monday mm -hmm. Night Raw. Nick Khan says that the WWE is considering making the third hour of Raw more adult. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics tweeted quotes from Nick Khan, who spoke at JP Morgan's TMT conference earlier today. Okay. He posted that Nick Khan at the uh, JP morgan tmt says that raw is three hours we don't anticipate that changing they are in or they're in discussions about what to do with the 10 to 11 p.m hour whether to make it more adult adult theme content was regularly used during the promotions attitude era right so the length of raw has always been a huge discussion yes Huge discussion. <laughs> yeah, man, the lessons you learned. Yeah, I think we all did. We all learned some lessons yep. from Thorne. 
the third hour has always been a huge topic of discussion and of debate as to whether it should be dropped or whether it should be kept and what should be done with it. And does it work? And is it too long or does it flow nicely with what is happening in the first two hours of the program? And holy shit, there is so much going on in three hours. Yes. Give me your thoughts on this OMD. What do you think? I am okay with it. If they do it right, like it doesn't have to be, a John Moxley style of going out and blading every match. Right. And please do not, do not put your female superstars in lingerie pillow fights or bra and panties matches. Let them go out. Let them have a fight. Yeah. Maybe incorporate some of your international stars who have experience in strong style using the strong style of wrestling. That definitely could be a good option as well. So I do want to know or let everyone know that um, the chief content officer, Paul Triple H Lebeck, has actually been critical of the third hour of Raw in the past during an interview on the Stone Cold podcast back in 2015, he said that he uh, he'd like to see the Monday night show move back to two hours because the three hours is more difficult to produce. And even with that as well, Seth Rollins just yes. last year's described Raw as obnoxiously long and that two hours is the perfect number for the weekly show. Absolutely. So have it more adult orientated, but tastefully done, says Chris. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, I had heard because I was like, I didn't get to read the full article that you have up right now. Right. But and this has been an ongoing discussion as well. But there was part of that headline that I saw that also said they were going to consider adding a third hour to Smackdown. Right. Now, are they going is do you really need to put out eight full hours of programming a week between Raw, SmackDown, and NXT? Or are you going to now be adding that third hour to SmackDown just to block Rampage? Huh. Yeah, you because, see, that's that's another possibility. Got, and then you've got Collision coming on Saturday. Right. All I can say is that, yes, while there may be a lot of professional wrestling and a lot of hours of professional wrestling that is out there, be thankful that there is still professional wrestling. Just because Monday Night Raw is three hours does not mean that you have to partake and watch in all three hours of it. No. If you don't want to. Watch what you want. Enjoy what you want. Like what you see. And yes. that's about it. And just enjoy wrestling. I know that you're a little bit critical of this right now, but something that I enjoy in professional wrestling right now is New Japan professional wrestling. So they just had a show called Resurgence. Okay. In Long Beach, California on Sunday. Okay. Where we saw... 
the inaugural crowning of the New Japan Professional Wrestling Strong Women's Champion. While this was done on the fly because of an injury. Right. From what we are understanding, this was supposed to be Mercedes Monet winning this matchup. But instead, because of an injury, we now have Willow Nightingale, who has become the inaugural champion. Okay. So the 29-year-old actually defeated uh, Japanese star Momo in the semifinals of the tournament earlier in the night. Monet got past Stephanie uh, Vakier in the semis that brought us to Monet and Nightingale in the finals, okay. which headlined resurgence. Okay. So now I'm going to let you go off because I know, uh, I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm going to put these comments up here. Let me get through these quick here first. Chris says, I mean, the past few months, the three hour raws have been more uh, palatable than what or than when it ran under vince it's very true yes very true joe says if wwe was more like new japan i would watch more wrestling and i would probably still be on this show very true as yep. well what are your thoughts on willow okay i'm not a huge fan and i mean i haven't seen a lot of her work i have seen some of it from ring of honor from impact and from aew but she's always been presented as more of this enhancement talent. Right. Wherever she's gone. So to see her, and I mean, good for her going out, even though it had to be changed on the fly to win this title. I haven't seen a lot of her international work, though I know she has worked internationally in Mexico, in Japan. Yep. I'm glad it wasn't Mercedes. I'm <laughs> happy Mercedes got injured. Um, well, let's, uh, yeah. Okay. That's probably a little bit too far overboard, but I'm not a fan of Mercedes. So we're happy. Mercedes did not win this championship and tournament and that she is going to be away for a little bit of time. Yes. Yes. And I realized that it was a new Japan strong show, right? So new Japan strong is based out of the LA dojo. Yes. I believe. Because I was going to say, otherwise, it's kind of funny that you get two Americans competing for a new Japan title. Right. Nope. Uh, totally get that. Totally get that. I'm okay with this. I'm happy for Willow. This is her first major championship, or I think her first championship in a major promotion such as New Japan. She has not had big championships with other large promotions. So this is very good for her. And this yes. may be the catalyst that she needs to be able to shoot her up and have her rise the ranks, so to speak, and become yes. that bigger name like the Mercedes Monet. Yes. It's possible. But either way, I am happy for her becoming the inaugural strong champ women's champion yes for everyone that is here we do have some sponsors and i want to make sure that we get to them before we get to our final topic and discussion for this week joe says for her wrestling 
is a stopgap between WWE and being a movie star. That's what is going on. And yeah, I th- and yeah, 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 he's talking about Mercedes Monet right now. That's it's what that is. It's a it's it's just a stopgap between doing all of those other things. We have some amazing sponsors. One of those sponsors is Rogue Energy. Use the promo code OLEPODS for 10% off your entire order when you are over there. Let's take a look at what Rogue Energy has to offer. RogueEnergy.com has all that you need to keep you boosted and going. Check them out, RogueEnergy.com. Promo code OLE pause for 10% off your order. Now let's hear a little bit from my good friend, Al Snow. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. And when it comes to colorandelbowbrand.com, when you're there, make sure you use the promo code JKPODCAST, and that's going to get you 10% off your entire order. Not just the first time, but every single time. My name is Carl Carafel, joined alongside OMD, and this is Turnbuckle Talk. As we come back to the program... We need to get to the comments from our good friend Mel, who says, I was never a big Sasha Banks fan, but Mercedes Monet has shown up and put on incredible matches against other incredible talents. She's helped bring attention to the women who have been under the radar for years. Okay. And I think that that's a fantastic idea and a fantastic thing for her to do and for her to have done to use that name power that she has, that recognition of the face that she has to be able to elevate some people who are just as good as the top talents in the bigger promotions, but maybe still are not yet known Chris Best is still waiting for his Rogue Energy order. Yes, he even used that promo code and saved himself some money as well. Says he cannot wait to have his first drink. As you saw in the graphic there, we're going to be talking the last part of this program about injuries and legacies. 
So first, we're going to touch on some of the injuries that have happened. I'm going to name a couple, and I'm sure that you're going to have a couple as well that uh, can be named. First one that I'm going to talk about is Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan and Raquel Gonzalez had the WWE, or Raquel Rodriguez, isn't it now? Raquel Rodriguez, yes. Had the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Liv Morgan suffered a shoulder injury that is going to require surgery. So she is out injured. Yes. Before we get to the next person who uh, kind of has a little bit of an injury, I do want to mention that this is a legitimate injury that has happened because I know that people are going to see reports that her and Charlotte Flair are joining together to do a movie based off of Jeff Lean's book, Queen of the Ring, that centers around women's wrestling pioneer Mildred Burke. So filming is scheduled to start this June in Kentucky with both of them portraying wrestlers um, with Flair there she's being cast as WWE Hall of Famer June Byers and Liv Morgan is going to play Clara Mortensen. It's unclear if her injuries will affect the commitments to the film as of right now. So yes, she is legitimately injured. Uh, Chris, I would love to see a Royal Rumble return and win for Liv Morgan. I think that that would be absolutely fantastic, although it would pain me to have her off of my screen that long. I think that I could deal with it. It will, and I mean, that would be fantastic, but I'm going to touch on another superstar who was injured in the exact same match. Yes. And that being Dakota Kai. And what happened with Dakota? Dakota tore her ACL. So this is not the first time she's done that. Um, Now, she did miss the kick, and that's what knocked Liv's shoulder out. Um, Right. But then she knew Liv was hurt and was trying to protect her in another spot in the same match and tore her ACL. Right. So I would love to see Dakota in the exact same spot as Liv, a Royal Rumble return and a win. Both of them are going to be out for six to nine months at a bare minimum. Yeah, at a minimum. Yeah. We move over to New Japan Professional Wrestling for this next injury. And uh, while Chris Chris says that he's had a torn ACL and they are not fun, yeah, they definitely would not be. Uh, I was lucky within my wrestling career that I never really sustained serious injuries yep um if you want to consider undiagnosed concussions not serious i don't know but those those are pretty serious breaks sprains or anything like that so i was very very lucky yes a lot more lucky than new japan professional wrestling's uh taji ishimori who actually suffered a neck injury and has now been pulled from the best of the Super Juniors 30. So, again, suffered an injury to his uh, cervical vertebra 
and he will not be cleared for the remainder of the competition. He was, however, assessed after the injury and then was discharged, being allowed to continue recuperation at home. So that is a very good thing. Very good news yes. to hear. Very, yes. very happy about that. Chris Best says that his was a military injury out in the field. And yes, Mel, Ishimori was doing so damn well in the tournament. 100% yes, was. Yes, he is one of my favorites in New Japan. And that's just because of the times that I've gotten to really watch him in Impact, in Ring of Honor. Right. I believe he even had an had an AEW appearance, but I could be wrong on that. Could be. Um, but yes, he is fantastic. I know. I believe he won the X Division Championship, and I'm just thankful that he's not dealing with an injury like a spinal stenosis that put Brian Danielson, Edge, Sting all on the shelf. Right. For almost the remainder of their lives. Exactly. Are there any other injuries that have happened that you're, uh, that you're aware of? Not that I'm aware of, but I do have word that somebody is going to be coming back from injury very, very soon. And that being Andrade El Idolo. Okay. He is going to be coming back from his torn pack quite possibly as early as June 17th. Hmm. I wonder if he's maybe going to use a uh, transfer portal. Maybe. Maybe. Brings us to a very difficult time of the program where unfortunately these things do happen. Status on Big E, don't know still. No. Don't know. I think he's living his best life right now. He's still working with the WWE. He's doing uh, various um, promotional works for them in different yeah. areas. Yeah, he's doing the promotional, the ambassador work that Rick yeah. Flair was doing. I believe he is very involved with Titus O'Neil. Right. As well in doing the ambassador and the schools and the be a star campaign and right so for this last topic i'm going to do this for owen we will have the tag team championship that he held and i will hold it as we talk and discuss a few others from our world of professional wrestling who have recently and sadly left us. Two of them. Former WWE star Peggy Lee Leather has passed away at 64. She once held the NWA Women's Championship. Um, the Cauliflower Alley Club disclosed the news on their social media saying it is with the heaviest of hearts we announce the passing of Peggy Lee at the age of 64. Our sincerest condolences to her family, friends, and fans all over the world. Thank you so much for the everlasting memories you left behind during your journey in life. 
So she began her pro wrestling career in 1980 after being trained by the fabulous Moolah. She worked with Wendy Richter in a tag team and the WWE. Uh, she performed with Stampede Wrestling, Mid-Atlantic Championship, World Championship Wrestling, the American Wrestling Association, the NWA, and All Japan Women's Pro Wrestling. She won her first championship in 1990, becoming the Major League Ladies Major League Wrestling International Champion. And then continuing on and collecting a few more championships with different companies throughout the years. The last title that she captured was with New Dimension Wrestling in 1998. And then retired after losing to Jade at Women of Wrestling's 2013 Superheroes 3.01 Redemption event. So we offer our condolences as well. Yes. yes. To her family, her friends, and the fans of Peggy Lee yes. Leather. And, and even though we may not truly remember her name from our time even growing up and watching wrestling from the time we were boys thank you thank you for the memories and the second one that we need to discuss and talk about here is the superstar billy graham who recently passed away as well yes maybe a little little bit ago it happened on may 17th but he as well has left the world three-time world champion, an award-winning bodybuilder, a close personal friend and trained with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Remembered for revolutionizing the interview within professional wrestling. He really took it up to another level. Chris says, I checked out a few of Peggy Lee's matches and I have no recollection of her. I now wish I had those memories because she was actually a decent worker. Yeah, yeah, 100% she was. She was a very decent worker. What do you remember most about the superstar, Billy Graham? I can't say I remember much because I never really got to watch him. But I remember seeing the flamboyance but I see his personification in the superstars that came after him in Jesse, right. the body Ventura in Hulk Hogan. Right. Um, in the fabulous Freebirds. Um, so the <laughs> influence that he has had on this business and yes, I mean, we've all seen interviews and clips, and we know that as he got older and as his health got worse, he got a lot more brash, a lot more brazen and started lashing out. Right. At the wrestling industry and everything else. Right. But again, that's probably a case of all of the injuries and everything taking its toll, working its way up and then to lose that spotlight and to not be at home. And the fact that he passed away on life support in the hospital. Right. <clears throat> so people don't know. Many people may not know that he actually started his professional wrestling career 
in Canada with Stampede Wrestling being trained by Stu Hart. Debuted on January 16th, 1970 in a match with Dan Crofat. So after wrestling briefly under his real name, he actually changed his name after traveling back to the United States and wrestling for a few months with Dr. Jerry Graham, Brick Darrow, Rick Cahill, and Ron Pritchard. Went on and joined the National Wrestling Alliance's Los Angeles promotion, which back then was run by Mike LaBelle. And then changed his name to Billy Graham as a tribute to the famous evangelist, television evangelist of the same name. Worked with the American Wrestling Association for 1972 to 75, the Worldwide Wrestling Federation, and a return to the NWA in 75 to 76, back to the WWWF, in 77 to 78, back to the NWA and a hiatus in 78 to 1982, his return to the WWF, 82 to 83, back to the AWA, and a third time to the NWA from 83 to 86, his third return to the WWF, 86 to 89, and then taking time off after that, working as a commentator, his fourth return to the WWE in 2004 to 2009, doing some things in there. And a fifth return, he had signed a Legends contract with the WWE from 2015 to now, 2023. Wow. The man did so much. He did. In his career and four professional wrestling chris is saying billy's matches with bob backland his influence on not just wrestling but the ufc like chael sonnen used uh used his too sweet to be sour promo but his biggest memory was him calling SummerSlam 1988 with gorilla monsoon the heat billy graham got when he beat Bruno was so palpable too. just saying. Yep. It's always said, and we again offer our condolences. Yes. To friends, family, fans, and our thanks to yes. superstar Billy Graham for everything yes. that he did throughout the years to be able to give us the legacy that we yes. have been given. Yes. That Thank is you, the Billy. show for this week. But we do want to make sure that we mention just a couple more people here. I want to give a big thank you to realwrestling.net. News and views by real fans. Yes, Turnbuckle Talk is international as RealWrestling.net is over in the UK. Thank you so much to them for their continued support of this program, Turnbuckle Talk. And if you're into comics, 
if you're into Funko Pops, if you're into card games, if you're into different things having to do with the comic book world, check out my good friends at Invasion Comics and Collectibles at invasioncnc.ca. There is a secure website there for you to go to that will allow you to purchase whatever is available on the website, whether it is comics, Funko Pops, Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, no matter what it is, any collectibles that they have available for you, you can purchase right there and have it shipped to you. Huge thank you to you, OMD, for coming in here and being with me for this episode. Thank you again for having me. It's always a pleasure and a privilege to be here. I love doing these. I wish I could do them every week. But what do you have coming up this week, though? What else do you have? Coming up this week, Thursday night, I have the Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke, where we will be playing. Because we do gaming, we talk video games, music, movies. You name it, we can discuss it. We will be playing Call of Duty Warzone 2. Okay. The multiplayer aspect. Interesting. When is that happening? Thursday night at 7.30, I believe. There we go. Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. For myself, Carl Carafel, there are a number of different ways that you can help support what I do. And one of those ways is checking out my Redbubble account, carlcarafel.redbubble.com, where you can go and find a Turnbuckle Studios merchandise, Turnbuckle Talk merchandise, merchandise from Beats and Beatdowns, miscellaneous products, and yes, even from my newest show that I am a part of, Paramindful. There is merchandise for that as well. For myself, Carl Carafel, for OMD, we thank you for being part of this broadcast with us tonight. Remember, everyone, the world's a scary place. So take care of each other. <laughs> <laughs>